Welcome to The Motivated Mind, where I challenge you to expand your perspective on how to achieve a successful life through motivational lessons, reflections, and interviews with other motivated minds. Welcome back to The Motivated Mind, a top 100 health podcast, thanks to each of you. This is episode 264, and I'm your host, Scott Lynch. Thanks so much for listening. If I brought you any value, please be sure to leave a review and hit that subscribe or follow button. Don't be a stranger. Shoot me a DM on Instagram or Facebook and let me know what you want to hear more of. And please be sure to share the podcast. You can learn all the skills in the world, math, business, writing, but the right mindset will always trump them all. It's the great unlock to all other skills. Success and happiness come down to one single component, and that's mindset. In order to achieve our goals in life, our mindset needs to match those aspirations. And this is exactly what I pack into my free weekly newsletter. As a free subscriber, you receive the Mastering Your Mindset newsletter once per week, where I break down step-by-step processes to master your mindset and practical growth tips. If you haven't subscribed, but you enjoy the content I drop on this podcast, then you're missing out. Click the link in the show notes to subscribe for free to the Mastering Your Mindset newsletter. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel like it's allowed me to be more creative because I've been able to simplify the admin aspect of my podcast and focus on developing more valuable and creative content. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started. Feeling overwhelmed and disorganized? You're not alone. Organizing your life doesn't have to be daunting. In fact, it can be quite freeing. A well-organized life can lead to a less stressful and more productive existence. If your life feels like it's constantly in disarray, it may be time to take a step back and assess how you can get better organized. So, What are some ways that we can organize our lives? What are some specific tips and tricks to lead us to a more productive existence? Number one, write everything down and don't rely on your memory. 
write down every item that needs your attention. And here's why. The brain is divided into several regions that process different kinds of information. There are separate regions that process visual information, auditory information, emotions, verbal communication, and so on. And although these different regions communicate with each other, for example, when we look at a piece of art, we often have an emotional response, which we might then transmit to the language center of our brain to share verbally. Each of them has its own process it has to complete first. When we take notes, though, something happens. As we're writing, we create the spatial relations between the various bits of information we are recording. Spatial tasks are handled by another part of the brain. And the act of linking the verbal information with the spatial relationship seems to filter out less relevant or important information. So, in other words, when we take notes, we remember a higher proportion of key facts. Also, when we write, and even before we write, we are putting some degree of thought into evaluating and ordering the information that we are receiving. That process, and not necessarily the notes themselves, is what helps fix ideas more firmly in our minds, leading to greater recall down the line. On top of this, note-taking alleviates pressure from our mind, meaning all of our thoughts, to-dos, and ideas aren't piling up because this takes up precious hard drive space, pulls energy away from more critical things throughout our day, and clutters our minds. Lastly, concerning notes and tracking, we rarely lack good intentions. We want to drink more water, exercise regularly, or, or meditate every morning. There's often a gap between intention and execution. Habit tracking is a way to log all of the times when we behave in a desired way. When we make the right choices, such as eating healthy or writing in our, our journal or reading a book, there is evidence showing that tracking behavior can increase the likelihood that habits will become established. As establishing healthy habits make it easier for us to repeatedly make the right choices. This tracking and transparency can greatly help us organize our lives. Number two, keep your environment under your control. This means a few different environments. Our physical space, things like our desks and office, our physical environment has a significant effect on the way that we work. When our space is a mess, so are we. Our physical environment significantly influence our cognition, emotions, and behavior, affecting our decision-making and relationships with others. Cluttered spaces can also have negative effects on our stress and anxiety levels, as well as our ability to focus, our eating choices, 
and even our sleep. Now, some of you may think you're not bothered by your overstuffed filing cabinets, if people still use those, or the stacks of paper on your desk, but scientists at the Princeton University Neuroscience Institute have shown that our brains like order. And that constant visual reminder of disorganization drains our cognitive resources and it reduces our ability to focus. They also found that when participants cleared clutter from their work environment, they were better able to focus and process information and their productivity increased. Another study on the effects of clutter in the home found that individuals who felt overwhelmed by the amount of stuff in their homes were more likely to procrastinate. Other research has shown that a cluttered home environment triggers coping and avoidance strategies involving snacking on junk and watching TV. So whether it's our desk, office, or home, the environment should be clutter-free. A cluttered space can lead to a cluttered mind. Next, declutter your digital social spaces. Unfollow people on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok that don't add value to your life. As we filter this list, we can ask ourselves, do I know this person in real life? Does this person's content add something of value to my life? Can I live without knowing what these people are up to? We need to remind ourselves there are content creators of every kind. There are people who can show you how to start your own business, be more productive and effective, become the best version of yourself. We should ask ourselves a very critical question. What am I interested in? And when we identify that answer, we should follow those accounts that drive value into our zone of interest. We shouldn't go around giving everybody our time and attention. We should get rid of things that are no longer adding anything to our lives and are taking up space. Both are limited and depleting daily. Number three, optimize your technology stacks. Globally, people average six hours and 58 minutes of screen time per day. That's about 39% of our time awake engaging with technology. Given the significance, it's critical that we organize and optimize this technology. Now, what specifically does that mean? Well, let's take a closer look at each tech stack that we use most often and organize each one. First, our calendars. We can optimize it a few different ways. One way, time blocking, such as giving ourselves time to engage in deep work. According to scientists, the brain's peak performance happens two to four hours after we wake up. In other words, when we do deep work early, we can tune into our body's biological clock. That means that we should take advantage of our focus to solve complex problems and think more deeply. 
On top of this, when we get that tough cognitive work out of the way, we feel more accomplished. And this means that we'll likely have plenty of time to relax or engage in additional work later. Next, giving ourselves time to take breaks. To be at peak productivity, we should engage in work for 52 minutes, then take a 17-minute break. That window is productivity's golden window. It's long enough for our brains to disengage and leave us feeling refreshed, but not so long that we lose focus and derail momentum on what we're doing. Next, scheduling tasks and reminders. These small items should not take away from our brain power and bandwidth. Leave that to technology. Set reminders or tasks for small but important things rather than disrupting the flow of thought and deep work. Now, let's take a closer look at email. On average, we check our emails 11 times an hour. And 84% of us keep it open in the background while we're working. So, why are so many people spending time here? Ultimately, it boils down to lack of organization and being reactive. We should create and organize our email folders so we spend less time mindlessly searching for things. We should prioritize which emails we respond to and when we stop responding. Remember, the more emails we send out, the more we'll receive. We need to remind ourselves, not everything is an emergency. On top of this, if we're always on, research shows that this can negatively impact our productivity and well-being. We should limit the amount of time we spend on our emails in general because this high frequency of checking emails can be a time drain that deters us from the real important work. Work Research Group at Kingston Business School in London conducted an extensive review of literature pertaining to the strategies that people use to manage their email and came up with a magic number. It's most effective to check our email every 45 minutes. When we check our email too often, we become reactive, not proactive. We should also unsubscribe from any emails that do not bring us significant value. We've all been guilty of making it a habit to delete an email before even reading it because we already know we're not interested. Instead of doing that or leaving it unread in our inbox, which is even worse, we need to unsubscribe from lists we don't care about that are not adding value. Our inbox should be a sacred place for receiving important messages, not a place to store trash. Now, let's take a look at our computer. A poll of 2,000 Americans found that 50% of respondents would much rather clean their entire house than have to sit through nearly an hour of cleaning up and organizing their digital devices. What's even crazier is that the average American hasn't even cleaned or organized their desktop in over three years. 
What's ironic as you peel back this data is that 31% of these respondents avoid this organization because it's time consuming. And it's ironic for two reasons. First, because of how much time is spent daily searching for things due to this lack of organization. One international survey showed that individuals lose up to two hours a week fruitlessly searching for lost digital documents. This also opens opportunities for distractions. And secondly, if we kept up with the organization, it wouldn't be so time-consuming. When our devices are crowded with junk and clutter, it limits productivity and our brain's ability to focus. On top of all of this, this hoarding of files, pictures, and other unnecessary digital junk eventually bog down our computers, leading to increased time to accomplish tasks and general frustration. Just like a car needs oil changes to operate efficiently and at peak performance, so do our digital tools. Number four, do one thing at a time. Only 2% of people in the world can multitask successfully. Research has shown that multitasking can actually decrease our productivity by up to 40%. That's a big number. Because we're never giving our full attention to one thing. Focus on what's critical. That doesn't mean that we can't juggle having multiple goals or projects. That means that on specific tasks, we're not bouncing back and forth. We are specifically blocking time to focus on a single task at a time. It takes longer to complete each task if we try to handle more than one thing at a time. As soon as there's a setback or time constraint, it's easy to instinctively revert to multitasking. It's that desperate attempt to claw back time, but it only makes matters worse. This juggling act also makes it difficult to remember things. It increases stress. It lowers our efficiency, which means we're burning more fuel for the same results at best. Simple adjustments can help to keep our mind focused on the task at hand, like turning off notifications or turning your phone upside down, installing free Chrome extensions such as Stay Focused or similar extensions that allow us to get into a zone and stay on task, or decluttering the tabs we have open on our browser at once. Life is supposed to be enjoyed. Life is supposed to be absorbed. We extract more from life when we slow down and are thoughtful about our approach and organization. Number five, don't procrastinate. Benjamin Franklin said it best. Don't put off until tomorrow what you can do today. One of the biggest culprits of disorganization is procrastination, putting off tasks until later because they seem daunting or because we simply don't feel like doing them. So you may be wondering, what are some ways that I can avoid falling victim to procrastination then? First, we need to understand the root. Procrastination is one of the silent dream killers. The root of procrastination for most people, it's not laziness, it's anxiety. And at the center of this, 
our anxiety will tell us the worst case scenario. But here's the truth. It's a damn liar. We need to trigger a present state of mind. Simply ask yourself these two questions to do that. What is happening now? Is there something I need to be doing right now? The idea behind both questions is to get our mind looking in front of us now. Next, we need to stop being perfectionists. The idea that anything can be perfect is simply an illusion. Break down tasks into the smallest possible pieces. This will serve two purposes. One, we feel more accomplished when we get to check those things off, which inspires us to produce quality work. And two, it allows us to create a vision that is digestible. And this clarity helps to inspire us to achieve whatever it is that we're trying to achieve. However long you think something will take, double it. Next, just start. The best way to get something done is to simply begin. If we're a procrastinator, we will find every excuse not to do what we need to do. So, try visualizing the completion of your task in a positive way. Visualize the impact and what you'll be doing afterwards. Tell yourself, I will just do this for two minutes. When we give ourselves time or permission to only do something for two minutes and then stop, we trick ourselves to do it. And when you've done something that was challenging, reward yourself after a job well done. Lastly, we need to shift our thinking from focusing on the short term to the long term. The same amount of time that we spend delaying and avoiding doing things, we could be spending deploying and facing those things and learning. By facing and addressing them now, it allows us to grow faster. So, remind yourself why. Why you're doing something. What purpose or meaning does it have behind it? How does it add to the overall picture of your success? If you don't do this particular thing, what's the outcome? How will it affect your success? A well-organized life can lead to a less stressful and more productive existence. This organization is part of how we optimize our lives. By removing the clutter in our lives, we can put in 30 hours of work and receive 80 hours of output. Thanks for listening to The Motivated Mind with your host, Scott Lynch. I hope you enjoyed my deep dive into five tips to organize your life. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at Motivated Scott. Don't forget to join me every Monday and Thursday for new episodes. I love you all and thanks so much for listening and I hope all of you have an amazing Thanksgiving. Every single day, I am thankful and grateful that each of you tune in. I hope each of you are able to spend it with your family and friends and absorb every single moment and remember, be present. I love you all.
The Motivated Mind is a legacy division.